think the title is still All right. title is still Pixel. Sweet. Uh oh, crap, really? Uh-oh. Well, okay then. Uh third gen thread <laughs> to be clear, to the rancho, ladies and gentlemen. It's not new news, which is why I didn't originally put it in the title. That's fine. We haven't talked about it yet. Yeah, we have. What? I thought there's more details. Just that it's like coming. Yeah. Okay. Good enough. All right. Sounds good. We're All talking right. with Threadripper. We're gonna have a great show for you yeah. guys today. I'm sorry that I wait. What on earth is this? Get what? What is this text here? Get yeah. I want to remove the text. All right. Whew. I have genuinely no idea how that got there. What a week it has been, ladies and gentlemen. you want to talk gentlemen. about why you're wearing this? I would love to. I can't give too many details because it's one of those things that is like, a, it's like an, an honor-bound uh, embargo. Like, there's no actual non-disclosure agreement, but it's kind of like a... But you know that if you broke it, you'd be a jerk. Yeah, I'd be a total butthead. Yeah, okay. Um, what, I, what I can say is that it involved a high-powered potato cannon. Okay. And an exploding watermelon. And saving the environment. Nice. 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 It's nice. Nice. I saw a, uh, not a commercial, I guess, a PSA of sorts recently that I think yeah. the guy kept looking at his watch while he was playing a soccer match. And then it was like every 30 seconds the rainforest loses an entire soccer field worth of, so I was like, wow. Yeah, that sucks. Yeah. Cool. All right. Pretty much blows. <laughs> um, There's other news. More Blizzard stuff, so I'm sure that'll be absolutely fantastic. Uh, also, something else. Riot Games is announcing, like, everything. A mobile game called Wild Rift, a hero shooter called Project A, a top-down MMO called Project F, a card game called Legends of Runeterra, an animated series, and an uh, eSports manager or something. LOL eSports manager. Just Wait, every was game. that a pun? LOL eSports manager. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> I think the eSports manager thing is supposed to be like the FIFA uh, manager games. Really? But that's I haven't... That's the smartest thing I've ever heard ever. That's purely just based on looking at the name in the text doc. I haven't looked into it at all, so I could be aggressively wrong. Now is like the right time to do something like that. It seems like it. Yeah, so they're just trying to make every uh, every game on the planet. It sounds like a company owned 100% by Tencent is trying to go after companies not 100% owned by Tencent. Only partially owned by Tencent. Sweet. Sounds like an interesting move. In other news, 3rd gotta... Gen Threadripper and the Ryzen 9 3950X are coming soon. We never actually said that, so we'll talk about that pretty shortly. And I think I'm allowed to talk to you guys about this, but if I'm not, Nick isn't here to tell me no. Oh. He's not in the office today. Oh, Nick, I'm and, so sorry. And I am silencing my phone right now. Oh. Oh, no. Oh, no. What just happened? Um, That's so some confidence. We did a pretty epic collab this week. Uh, I don't oh. know if you've been keeping track of what's been shaken. Well, I think it was pretty obvious with the Twitter post. Mm hmm, mm hmm, mm hmm. So, the two of them. I Mr. Grimms. Yep. Corey from the Washington, oh, I forget, the Washington Overwatch team. Corey underscore OW on Twitter. Yeah. Pretty cool kid. Um, Shroud was there. Paul's Hardware was there. And, and you were there. And you were there. And you were, it's a Wizard of Oz. And you're all there yeah, through the camera. Um, so, they, so I, yeah, it's, it's amazing. I, I just want to talk a little bit about the experience of shooting it. The video is probably not coming for at least two or three weeks just because... There is so much footage. Like I'm gonna. The have arena a, looks amazing. I'm gonna have an editor doing nothing but that for at least two weeks solid. Um, it's sponsored by Nvidia, so they're gonna want to take a look at it before it goes up. Uh, but it'll be coming. It's gonna be awesome. First, really let's cool. hit that Very intro. There's really no way we can fix that, is there? No, we just have to oh, offline shoot. online. 
Yeah, sorry, I don't think we can do that. Um, that sucks. Okay, uh, sorry guys, I pressed the wrong button, and so we're only live on YouTube right now. Um, very sorry. The only way I can fix it is by going off YouTube and then back on all of them, and we really can't disrupt our streams any more than we absolutely have to. Um, I, we had quite a people, quite, quite a few people suggesting that uh, last stream was turned off on purpose. No. I, I saw some great conspiracy theories <clears throat> about me being on my phone and like sending a message to kill the stream. Guys, if I wanted to kill the stream, the button is right here. I don't actually- <laughs> We don't have a producer. <laughs> so there's a stream PC right off right off the screen. Yeah, it's no, literally right there. Nobody else has a way to turn off the WAN show, no. really. Unless they were to go into the server room and yank the ethernet cable. Or like, like pull power here. Yeah. yeah, even if they pulled power, we're on a UPS. So oh, like, get on. They, no, they would have to go to the back of our power supply. They'd have to be right here, um, which, Conceivably, they could have been, but I wouldn't have had to text them at that yeah, point. Yeah, yeah. Uh, anyway, great news for you guys this week. Uh, third gen Threadripper and the Ryzen 9 3950X are coming soon. The leaks are starting to really accelerate. Yeah. In fact, I think it was, was it ASRock that leaked a board or MSI? I'm just trying to remember which also, one it was. Also, a source from, not boards, but a source from inside AMD provided internal documents listing the announcement and release date for third-gen Threadripper CPUs. The 3960X, 3970X, 3990X, and the TR40 motherboards will apparently be announced November 5th, with availability November 19th. Sexy. Dang. Rumors point to the 3960X with 24 cores, 3970X with 32 cores, and 3980X with 48 cores, and 3990X with 64 cores. I'm thinking it would be hilarious if I waited uh, two more generations to upgrade my processor. And, and then I upgraded- 10 extra core count? Well, no. I upgraded from a 5960X to a 5960X. <laughs> I actually think that would be hilarious. <laughs> oh, man. I mean, there have been other times when you could do just such a thing. If you held on to your GeForce GTX 5, uh, 480 or 580, yeah. you could have then upgraded to a Radeon RX 480 or 580. Yeah. Uh, what are some other great examples of that? Just trying to think. There's definitely been a few, but it there hasn't been like a ton. Doesn't happen that often. Especially when it would be a like a somewhat reasonable upgrade. Mm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm, you know mm -hmm. what I mean? Like the 5960X is still fine. So and in two generations, it'll probably still be sort of fine. So WCCF Tech has um, pictures of, where is it? No, apparently WCCF Tech doesn't have that. Hold on a second. Dang it, it's the, where's that MSI motherboard that I'm looking for? MSI leaks new thing, here it is. Woo, wait a minute, what the crap? That's not an MSI board. That's just a motherboard. What is with this clickbait? Look at this. Look at, the, look at this horrible thing. MSI leaks new AMD Threadripper. That's an ASUS board. Yeah, like, obviously. What are you even talking about? Is this? Where is the stupid picture of it? Uh, have you been uh. to Tom's yet? I'm looking there. Whatever, it doesn't matter. Okay, so let's have a look at... Um, what specs there are available. So yeah, so this is, honestly, this is pretty darn exciting because yeah. up to 64 cores on an HEDT platform, um, and given the pricing that we've seen before on Threadripper, I mean, high even the- desktop. Oh, sorry, yeah, HEDT is high-end desktop. So that's Intel's LGA 2011, 2066, like they're, they're higher pin count sockets. And then same thing for AMD, the bigger, higher pin count socket. So your Ryzen, is on um, AMD's like consumer socket or mainstream socket, and then Threadripper, well, Ryzen Threadripper, I guess, is on your HEDT or high-end desktop socket. It's, and the HEDT is sort of a weird um, gray area. Intel recently tried to kind of separate it from workstation. They did a separate C600 series chipset. They did separate Xeon workstation chips for it, blah, blah. No one, no one cared um, because they were no. basically the same thing as the yeah. Core i9s with ECC. And then on the AMD side, they include ECC support with all their chips anyway, so there would be no differentiation whatsoever between an HEDT and a workstation 
platform. So Threadripper is essentially the workstation platform. It's just a matter of whether you buy a board that has more workstation-oriented features, like um, faster onboard networking or um, support for you know SaaS drives or whatever the case may be. I don't know. I don't think anyone cares about that anymore <laughs> now that it's, uh, NVMe is a thing. But I think you yeah. guys get my point. Um, whereas you would buy a more gamer or consumer-centric one if you wanted to game or do consumery stuff. This but would be, if sorry. If you wanted to game though, you don't, I think Threadripper is a, yeah, not the, a dubious, not the right direction. dubious value. Um, th th this is probably almost assuredly way too much work, but like, you know how he did systems through the ages at the last LTX? Mm -hmm. Doing like server setups would be really cool. That would be cool if you're into that sort of thing. Yeah, probably not for almost yeah, anyone there, and it would be way too be. much work, but I would love it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure you would. <laughs> okay, is that is that more or less? No, I guess I guess uh, the Ryzen 9 3950X is expected to launch in November as well, but I don't think that was specifically detailed. So here's the big conversation. Um, Intel recently hit back with their 10 series HEDT chips, yeah. which was essentially <clears throat> a price cut. Yeah, I mean, it's been a long time since Intel has actually responded to anything AMD's done, but now they are. So I guess the question here is, is Intel in trouble? Because we're sitting here, AMD launched their third gen Ryzen up to 12 cores. Yeah. Intel already had to respond. Now yeah. AMD is following up with third gen based Threadripper and I, I don't think there's anything in Intel's lineup that is even, that is gonna do anything but embarrass them on a graph, you know? Because so, that, that's how people shop, right? Like, oh, who has the best CPU right now? Yeah. So you, you look up, you know, a Cinebench graph or whatever the case may be, and Intel made an argument that Cinebench is kind of overrated as a benchmark, since it's not representative of what a lot of people are doing with their computers, and I, you know, I see your point. Yeah. Um, but that's how a lot of people determine, okay, who makes the best CPU in the world? And a lot of people buy a lower end product based on who makes the best one. Yeah. I think that's, that's fairly standard, actually. They are losing market share. They are. And I, so I think, uh, I think they're obviously in trouble. I think they've been in trouble for a while. I don't by any means think they're drowning. Uh, but I think they're losing mind share, which is something they had pretty strongly say well, four years ago. I mean, there's two, okay, there's two different ways to look at Mindshare. I think they had Mindshare in the way that you're talking about, yeah. I think, where it's like, I need to buy a gaming CPU, who makes great gaming CPUs? Intel. But the kind of, the, there's another kind of Mindshare that I want to bring up, and that's the, that's the goodwill Mindshare. Okay. Like, I don't think so Intel not has a, mm. <laughs> Sorry, let's keep going. I don't think Intel has a ton of goodwill in the community. Yeah. So imagine for a second, if Intel had been on top for a long time and had been kind of like a benevolent, um, a benevolent force, you know, granting technolo new technologies to us at a rate that we felt like was as fast as they could possibly do it. I mean, I got really annoyed actually, when I found out that Intel has a super low-cost uh, integrated networking chip, um, or I shouldn't say an integrated networking chip, it's a little bit more complicated than that. So it's an outboard networking chip that goes on the motherboard, but that integrates with features that are present on the CPU in order to make the solution very, very cost-effective. So basically, there's two different ways that you can put an Intel NIC or network interface card on your motherboard. You can buy a complete standalone one, that's more expensive, yeah. or you can leverage some of the technology that's already on the CPU, which is obviously not an option if your name isn't Intel, and then you can put a super cheap one on. So I found out- And you're out, talking like physically on a board, because yeah. you're not talking about adding cards right now. That's right, yeah. yeah. Um, so I mean like a, like a figurative NIC. Like a, a I was just more port. clarifying. Yeah. yeah. So, um, so what I found out is that the upcoming boards for their 10 series HEDT chips um, are going to have, for as little as I think it's about two dollars and seventy cents bomb cost, are going to have multi gigabit networking. Oh damn. Okay. But they've had this. I'm assuming you're saying. If you can do it for two dollars and seventy cents today, you probably could have done it for ten bucks. 
a few years ago. But instead, motherboard manufacturers who have wanted to integrate multi-gigabit networking have been forced to buy chipsets that are upwards of $100, $150. I remember checking in with ASUS, and this was, I think this was a couple years ago now, but they were basically like, yeah, we might as well just build a 10 gig LAN card, put it in the box, and then you plug it into a PCI Express port if you want 10 gig, otherwise I guess you can like flip it on eBay. Uh, compared to trying to integrate it onto the board. It was yeah. so cost prohibitive. And it's like, were there things happening in the industry that slowed that down? Yeah, for sure. The the multi-gigabit um, move took some time because two and a half gig and five gig didn't really start seeing any support until probably the last one to three years, I guess. 10 gig was the standard before that. So the idea was we're gonna go straight from one gig to 10 gig, but it was so cost prohibitive to do that. Um, that they were like, okay, well, we should probably build some intermediary standards. Well, where was that ages ago? There's something to be said for uh, it, it's possible that they couldn't get like proper yields or whatever, and then by the time they're able to actually accomplish the thing, it was just automatically that cheap. But I don't think that's true in this case. Intel cheap 10 gigabit uh, chip. I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna check. Um, blah, 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 because blah, Because sometimes, blah, like, blah. They, they could have been working on this thing for a long time, but it wasn't production ready. And then they get it production ready, and they might just jump right with it. Yeah, but the thing they, about... They've, they, they have shown that they are not going to do that. Yeah. Many times. I mean, the thing about yields, though. I mean, that's what I said, though. It's like, if you can do it for $2.70 today, you probably could have done it for... No, I know, I, but, like, Even maybe it wasn't... Even if for one quarter. Maybe it wasn't production ready, like, almost at all. I don't know. I'm saying it's possible. Yeah. I'm also saying that Intel has shown that they will yeah. not do that for years, yep. and they will not release things and shelve things and all that kind of and stuff. And like to me, the fact that there aren't other players in the industry supporting it, like two and a half and yeah. five gig, shouldn't necessarily be an impediment because if you're Intel and you're literally making the interface chips, I mean, a D-Link or a Linksys or whatever can come to you, buy chips, make switches, oh wow, all of a sudden there's... You're kind of the party that needs to go first. An ecosystem for this. And like so... You, you have to step up and make it so the consumers, uh, or enterprise or whatever, is like, oh, I have this thing, I wanna connect it into other things. That was a huge chunk of lag, that. and that's super loud. Yeah. <laughs> they can definitely hear that. Um, so they, I wanna connect this cool thing that I have to other stuff. It's probably Jake. Then that will, <laughs> I wouldn't even be surprised. Yeah, have you heard his car? Yes. <laughs> Sounds kinda like that. Um, <laughs> yeah. Then that will put pressure on companies like like the D-Link or TrendNet or whatever you were just talking about, et cetera, yeah. uh, to support devices and everything else. So If I had a computer that supported that, I would be driven to try to go get the networking har hardware that also supports that. Absolutely. So back to the discussion of Mindshare. If Intel had put themselves in a position where they had a technological advantage and also were seen as pushing things along as fast as they could, I don't think they'd be under any kind of threat right now whatsoever because the cold hard truth is that for enthusiasts and for gamers, outside of some fairly uncommon use cases, let's face it, what percentage of you guys actually 3D model at home. And yeah, there's gonna be a there's fair number of you. Probably a decent amount, but that decent amount is probably under 10%. And that's when show viewers. Yeah. That's not the general public. Yeah. But the problem, so, so for people who just play video games or do light video editing, Intel is still in a very good position. I mean, Adobe Premiere is notoriously poorly optimized for multi-threaded processors. So if you were to run out and oh, buy... Oh, I thought you were just going to leave it there. Yeah, I could have. Yeah, yeah. So if you were going to run out and buy a 9900K or something like that, you're getting basically peak-tier Adobe Premiere performance. The only difference is that now there's a second option, and people yeah. are flocking to AMD because they're trying to send a message. So that's what I'm trying to say. On the one hand, they had, they had Mindshare for, like, Intel CPUs are great for gaming, and they still are. Intel isn't under fire by like a, 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 a generations ahead technology uh, like they were when AMD came at them with 64-bit or with dual core and Intel had only single core processors. This isn't quite like that. But because people are so tired of it, 
an option that comes along and performs even as well. And oh, and it's a great value too. It's even cheaper. And Intel takes six to 12 months to adjust their pricing to, to match this threat that's so very obviously here. Like, if they just were, a like, I love so much of what they do. Yeah. They didn't have to give the Thunderbolt 3 spec to the USB forum. Yeah. USB 4 is going to be yeah, great. Yeah, that's a, okay, that's a very good, uh, okay, it's, I like that. Intel does a lot of good. Yeah. I like, I want to root for them. That's but, a good, like, insult sandwich. It's the opposite of compliment sandwich. Yeah, you but, just put a compliment in the middle instead of on each side. But they, <laughs> they just do the most self-destructive <laughs> things. There it comes. <laughs> it's like... <laughs> It's, yeah. it's like if Intel designed a gun, the barrel would be made of lead because they only know how to aim in one direction. <laughs> Something that I've been saying for a long time, um, and like I, I've talked to people at Intel about this, and I understand their stance, and it, I totally get it on paper, but Intel doesn't show up to conventions anymore. I know, right? And that I've, I've, I can't go into it, but I've talked to people at Intel about this, and they have their very legitimate reasons. I will say that much. But I think they're really missing something, which is when you walk around a PAX, yeah. and you see a gigantic AMD booth that's just popping. There's tons of people there, there's stuff going on, people are really excited, and Intel just isn't around? For the enthusiast community that like really cares, that's a really weird message. Yeah, it looks bad. It looks really bad. Like, really, really bad. And there's like, I'm sure it's... With that said, Intel showed up for LTX, so I'm just saying maybe, maybe PAX is... Yeah, uh, I think... Maybe PAX is a problem. I think they <laughs> no, could have shown up more. <laughs> I think they... I'm not part of LTX. I'm not even part of LTT, so I can throw you that know what? bomb. N Nick and Colton aren't here to yell at me. Intel knows they could have shown up more, and I believe the plan is to show up more okay. next year. But, like, they should be. And they should, yes. should be They should be showing up more to LTX. They, they should be showing up more to LTX. other conventions. And I get that from, like... Yep. So, okay, from a computer hardware standpoint, going to an LTX... Again, I'm separate from all this. Going to an LTX makes way more sense than going to a PAX, because you have... Your yep. target audience is like a hundred percent of the attendees, compared to LTX, a relatively small percentage. laser focus. Yes, yeah, tech so, enthusiast. So totally, yeah. but that's a pretty yeah. easy thing to just accept. The PAX argument and the other conventions argument, you should still be there, not because it necessarily has a huge ROI, but because your competition is just laughing at you while they are there, and that's really weird. So, back to Mindshare. That's a way that they're losing mindshare in both ways. Yeah. They're losing mindshare in the sense that they're just losing that association with gaming, which has been so yeah. strong for them. And the, the thing is, like... Ugh. Buy a Core i5 was, like, the answer to gaming computers for so long. I know. I know. And the thing about gaming is that not everyone plays games. Yeah. But gamers are really passionate, and they talk to other people. And when you have a product that's great for gaming, and oh, by the way, it's also great for photo editing and video editing and you know light 3D rendering, well, that's a winning combination. And there's also like, if a, if a gamer buys a system and then their like family needs a computer yeah, or something or they like grow that, up or they grow up and like get and a job and need a computer for that. Other stuff. Or whatever. They'll probably go, well, I had a good experience with that thing. It never lagged and outside of anything other than like maybe some inte super intense moment in a game or something like that. Um, I want to use that thing still. Like yeah. I, I even I've even observed something where gamers will build computers for their non-gamer friends and kind of secretly kind of make sure that it's like pretty solid if that person ever wants to join them in a game. Yeah, I've seen that many times. I've done that. Yeah, because you're like, well, I want to. And the thing, okay, the thing about that, I just, just want to justify that for a minute. <laughs> do they really need a decent graphics card? Okay, hold on. So we've talked about how an entry-level graphics card is a bad deal. Yes. Because you get, like, you know, 10 FPS per dollar or whatever, or, like, 1 FPS per yeah. dollar. Yeah, And then one that's, like, twice as much, you might get 5 or 10 times the performance. So, really, you're doing them a favor. <laughs> and graphics cards are used for more than just gaming now. Yes. 
Yeah, and there's really cool things you can do with computers. So even if they're they're not into games yeah. at all, there's very likely something else on a computer yeah. that they would be into. Exactly. Whether that's CAD modeling or photo editing yep. or whatever. So is Intel in trouble? They have a public relations problem on their hands. Yes. I don't think the technology is actually the issue. They have time. It took AMD this long to basically like, they're still fighting against freaking Haswell, basically. <laughs> like, it's not like, it's, yes, yes, AMD is now on par-ish with Intel's latest technology. But Intel's technology three, four years ago was also basically on par with Intel's <laughs> technology. Like, it's, a, yeah. it's like, yeah, go AMD, but also, like, this, is, this was really Intel's race to lose. And I think they're going to come back strong. Now that they've got the right motivation, which is, oh, wow, we're we have an actual competitor. They're going to figure that out. I'm not worried about them in the long term. They're going to come back strong from this. Whatever. It's fine. What we want, I think I can talk yeah. both of us here, is for both of them to be as strong as possible. Absolutely. Because that's going to drive the industry forward as fast as possible. So Intel's problem then is one of perception. And I've told them this before. I've told representatives that I was like, look, you guys got to be more human. Yeah. You, you, can't, you can't just like, you can't be the scary corporate monster that you know your legal department won't sign off on any behavior other than that like you get they gotta they gotta chillax you gotta have a personality you gotta really get out there in person and talk to yes. people and like be yeah. cool and understand like, the roi doesn't work i get it just do it oh yeah the roi have live live They're activations terrible terrible. It's horrible. terrible it's a total waste of time but in, but, imperceptibly, it's still a really big deal. Because I honestly, straight up, I think the biggest problem with them not being at a convention is that AMD is. Yep. Oh, yeah, for sure. If AMD wasn't there, it wouldn't matter. It wouldn't really matter. Yep. Nope. You're right. All right. Speaking of things that wouldn't really matter, um, if I were to explain this as clearly as I possibly can and make my position just absolutely crystal clear, it wouldn't matter. <laughs> a good percentage of you would find a way to misinterpret it anyway. So I'm yeah. just gonna stick to my notes here. Yeah. Title. Blizzard pulls out of launch event for Overwatch on Switch, bans more pro Hong Kong Hearthstone players, senators call out censorship. The sources are Ars Technica, Kotaku, The Verge, and IGN, 10 out of 10. Blizzard canceled the planned New York launch of Overwatch on Switch, apparently blindsiding Nintendo with the news. It is believed Blizzard was trying to avoid unrest from fans upset with the company's ban of Hearthstone player Blitzchung. But it doesn't help that performance of the Switch port of Overwatch is pretty bad. This week, Blizzard banned three more Hearthstone players from a college team for holding up a free Hong Kong boycott Blizz sign while on a competition stream. A bipartisan group of Congress people, wow, that doesn't happen very often anymore, no. and senators have sent a letter to Blizzard expressing concern over the company's recent actions. Can Blizzard recover from this PR nightmare? Will Riot Games take over the niches currently occupied by Blizzard Games? Fantastic job, newscaster. Thank you. And back to you. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I don't actually think there's necessarily a ton to say about this. Um, yeah, I, I don't, I don't, I, I think they can recover from the PR nightmare. I think it's going to be a while. Are you going to wear red? I yes. You've even got a red shirt with you today. More orangey, but yes. That's pretty red. Yeah. It's fairly red. Yeah, but you had to put on that that Ram shirt for the WAN show because LTTstore.com. But yes, I'm a hundred percent gonna be wearing red. I've been debating because I think this might actually get me kicked out. Getting shirts made that have the Blizzard logo and then the yellow stars, the Blizzard logo in red or yellow, sorry, and then has the yellow stars around the end. <laughs> I think that actually might get me kicked out. So I don't know if how I'm gonna would, go that far. How viral do you want to go, sir? <laughs> I wouldn't wear it till the last day, but then hey, what? You know? Wear it to the last day. That might be the best idea. Then you can enjoy BlizzCon. I might get banned from BlizzCon. You might get banned from BlizzCon. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to make sure they don't know my account names. Uh, um, speaking of LTTstore.com, uh, hold that up for a second. If you had to guess, which would you say is more popular? 
The black and white or the golden black? If I had to guess. Yeah, 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 you have to guess. Okay, so I have publicly said that I like this one more before. Yep. And I'm gonna stand by that. You're gonna stand by it. But the way you're wording this makes me think it is this one. Oh, I don't one. remember what but, you said. Okay, so, yeah, no, I'm but just... I would say it's, if I, if, if I hadn't heard you say anything, I would say it's this one. Because this is the one that I thought was That's gonna sell more. That's the opposite thing. You just pointed at this one saying it was gonna sell more. Because you worded it interestingly. Okay, just answer the question. This one. That one. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, black and gold is doing about two to one. Yeah. And black. I actually yeah. really like the white and black one. Personally, well, but, but we talked about this when we first announced them. We both said that this one got like more votes. It just has such a like stormtrooper vibe. Yes, it. I love stormtrooper colors. I, I really like it. Yeah. Well, they're not really colors. They're more shades. Stormtrooper shades. Whatever, man. I went there. Wow. I, I pulled that grade wow. three playground. <laughs> Um, sponsoring the show today, we've got Ridge Wallet. Use code Linus to get 10% off at ridge.com slash Linus. Where's my stuff? Stop carrying pointless items around in your pocket, like receipts, old hotel room keys, or spent gift cards. Ridge Wallet helps you- Whoa! I'm good. <laughs> Ridge Wallet helps you carry less. They use two metal plates that are bound by a strong elastic band that keeps your cards tightly together, but still accessible, and they're RFID blocking, they have a lifetime guarantee, and they're available in aluminum, carbon fiber, titanium, and their newest release, Damascus Steel. They also sell other products like phone cases, bags, battery banks, and more. So use offer code Linus to save 10% at ridge.com slash Linus. Very cool. Also sponsoring the show today is Seasonic. Oh, no prop available. Show website, says Colton or Jono. One of the two of them. Okay, I shall do such do a thing. Do you want me to do it? Uh, no, that's fine. I think then I you can got read? It. Oh, uh, yeah, that would work fine, just fine. Fine, just fine. That's fine. Just fine. Ah, good Cloudflare cloud protection. Yay. Protect your website with Cloudflare. And wait, sorry, what am I talking about again? <laughs> right, Seasonic, 80 plus titanium. Seasonic's Prime Ultra Titanium achieves the highest level of 80 plus certification. Uh, it operates between 91 and 94% efficiency at all times at any load, and noise output stays below 20 decibels during operation. It features a fluid dynamic fan bearing a fluid dynamic bearing fan, yeah, there we go, and a, has premium hybrid fan control, which enables users to keep fan noise as low as possible. It's got micro-tolerance load regulation, extended hold-up time, I'm not sure what that last one means, and a 12-year warranty, I know what that means. That means you're not buying another power supply for over a decade if you pick up one of these. So check it out on Seasonic's website or on Amazon at the link below the video. Also, bringing the show to you, Savage Jerky. Heck yeah. Can I use this opportunity to talk about a really fun uh, shoot that I was on this week? Yes, I think so. Are you going for the moho? I think so. All right, you know what? I will tell you guys about the ghost pepper one. Should, should I have Is some ghost the pepper today? I'll do it if you do it. Ghost pepper buffalo sauce? Let's do it. You want to do a hot one today? Yeah. Let's do a hot yeah. one today. All yeah. right. We're going ghost pepper today, ladies and gentlemen. Savage Jerky is handcrafted. Oh, that smells good. In small batches and does not use nitrates or preservatives, um, resulting in an amazing jerky taste. Mm. They have 13 different flavors. Oh, I got a pinner one. Oh, that's fine. I'll have the second one if it comes to that. They have 13 different flavors. From their sweet teriyaki to their intensely spicy Carolina Reaper. Well, that's got some kick. They also make hot sauces, barbecue sauces, and even spice rub. It's already going. Okay. Oh, wow. <laughs> you can use offer code LTT to save 10% on all their <laughs> products at lmg.gg slash savage jerky. I love their hot sauces, by the way. Mm -hmm. Some of the best hot sauces I've I ever I think had. the hot sauces, don't take this the wrong way, savage jerky, but I think the hot sauces are actually better than the jerky. Yeah. They're really good. The jerky is amazing, but yeah. That is spicy. You know what? Not as spicy as the uh, Reaper chip that I almost had to eat on Tuesday. So are you familiar with um, pepper chips? Pepper chips? Okay. So it's not a potato chip. Like, normally a potato chip It's a would... chip made out of spicy peppers. Oh yeah. Oh my god. No, I've never heard of that. So, um... Shoot. That sounds kind of terrifying. Am I allowed <laughs> to talk about this? I'll talk about it a bit, but I won't say too much. 
So I worked on a really fun collab Whoa. this last week. Uh, are you familiar with Donut Media? Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yes. Okay. So cool. Let me just um, let me just fire them up here. Actually, like, there's a few of their videos that I'm quite into. Super cool guys. Uh, got to meet a whole bunch of the crew down there. You worked with them? Oh. Um, let me just mute my. Uh, this has got to be unique. Here. Oh, I think I'm muted. Um, hey, but... that video. <laughs> the title video is fantastic. I love that one. There we go. <clears throat> so I met James, super cool guy. Cool. Um, there's not going to be any spoilers. Anyway, these guys do car videos, and they do them up real well. Super professional, great guys. I went down there for a collab, and uh, it's, like a, it's like a challenge video of sorts. And the punishment is that the losing team had to eat um, a Carolina Reaper chip. So this is like a dried chip. It's like this big. You share it, but that's like a lot of friggin' Carolina Reaper. Yeah. And, uh, and, and you just eat it. Um, <sighs> so I'm very interested in what this, because this sounds very different. I'll say that much. It involves me driving. Cool. It's a driving challenge. I just I don't want to say too much. No, it's yeah, like, yeah, it's yeah. Their video. We should, yeah, we should probably. And I, I want to make sure that I'm respectful of that. Yeah. I have no idea when it's coming out. I did ask to take a look at it before it comes out. Um, but <coughs> I had a, I had a ugh, I had a ton of fun down there. It was really cool. Great guys. Um, I think they're growing like really fast right now. So they've got two point two and a half million subscribers basically. But they are doing like half a million views on every single video they upload pretty much, and they have some, some standout ones that are like a lot more than that. So people are super into their content, and they're just really cool guys. I really like that it's just kind of, I don't know, just seems positive. I don't know how to explain that properly, but like you feel pretty good coming out of one of those videos, you know? Oh yeah. Um, I also want to talk about another big collab. Um, so again, <clears throat> I'm not. I can't share everything just yeah. because Nvidia is the sponsor for the project, and mm. I don't want to like, like technically. I, I mean, a lot of people don't know this. So technically, the way it works, I, I've had people say like, "Man, I've seen this comment on our own videos. I've seen this comment on other people's videos." Yeah. Who cares if it's a sponsored review as long as they're telling us what they think? No, that matters a lot. Like, no, that matters a lot because if it's sponsored, it literally has to be cleared by the sponsor yeah. no matter what. Yeah. And a lot of sponsors are pretty chill. Yeah. Um, in fact, actually, from my experience, NVIDIA, when they'll work with you, which is not very often, we've actually done only, I think, three or four deals with them over the entire seven years that Linus Media Group has existed. Um, seven years? I know, right? They're actually, <laughs> I know, right? Uh, they're actually pretty chill to work Ooh. with. Uh, really good people over there. A lot of real gamers over there. Like they, yeah. they also oh, yeah. suffer from a bit of a from a bit of a PR uh, learning disability because um, <laughs> they just like they have all this really truly amazing cool tech, and then they like they almost put too much glitz and glam on it sometimes. And make I feel it seem like, like too a lot corporate. of the time they make it feel like it's not for you. Um, and I think I think like one of the issues that I'll bring up with that yeah. if you want to jump to my screen for a second Yeah, for sure um, is their own website because when you go to their website the driver button just constantly floats to the right Right, and I know that seems Random and weird and why would I even have noticed that yeah, you're but right. now it's platforms and developers and industries and all this other kind of stuff yeah. and as like a gamer Drivers and support is what I'm at, is what I'm after. Yeah, and you're yeah. kind of shoved way over to the side. Yeah. Everyone knows the primo real estate on a website is top left. Top left. Yeah. So they're not looking for you. It's it's it's, and I, I that has always even, kind of even bugged look at me. the carousel at the top. Ride an Nvidia self-driving car. Yeah, I don't even know what else is here, but that one's definitely there. Uh, okay, Mobile World Congress, sure. But it doesn't even say like what he's talking about. Yeah, that's and true. It's just MWC, so most people outside of industry aren't even going to know what that means. That's fair. Um, he's not holding a graphics card. But or look something. how relatable he is in that leather jacket. <laughs> you know what? GTC. I've been I've been informed that Jensen actually watches our reviews of their products. 
Uh, and apparently, if I complain about something and he feels like I actually have a legitimate point, like, not heads will roll, but heads definitely get, like, informed. Like, why did we do it that way? I was like, oh, really? Because <laughs> the last time I met him, he, like, barely knew who I was. But that was quite a while ago. Yeah. So, like, apparently he legit actually watches our videos. Well, like, okay, this, I complained about this a lot. And yeah. then they did change it, but I have been actually fairly recently informed. Um that it was not because of community backlash at all. But do you, you know the GeForce Experience driver install thing? Yeah. Where the only default, if you chose the default buttons, the only option was to have GeForce Experience. Yes. It'd go into advance and disable it and take it off. Yep. Um, apparently, I have been told, I have no idea if this is valid, and the source is not from NVIDIA. Okay. I'll be very clear about that. Okay. Um, so basically, you're just making things up. Borderline. Proceed. But I have been told that the reason why they had to split it out was GDPR. Oh, interesting. Because the sense. telemetry stuff. Because, yeah. It does make a lot of sense, yep. which is why I'm bringing it up at all. Um, but it apparently was not community backlash, it was GDPR. So there's that, which is like, K, because I gave them a lot of credit for doing that because I thought it was because they were responding to the community. So I have some really interesting insight um, about why they cared so much about collecting that data. They're actually using it to do some really cool stuff. Sure. Like, but they're using it to change the way they develop future GPUs to make them perform better in the ways that people are using them. And I was like, but you don't walk oh. up to your battery potted humans and shove a cable in and extract that information. You like talk about how you plan to do really cool things and try to ask for it. Yeah, that's fair. You can even have it as a default slider, but it should be the way that it is now. Yeah, the and way they should probably explain why they're pulling that telemetry data and everything else. How did we get on this topic? Uh, talking about how they're they have PR issues and they're they're not in the greatest uh, light right now. Yeah, no, before that though, I'm sure there was. Because we a... were talking about another company that was like that. We were talking about Intel. No, I'm sure I was. I'm sure I was going somewhere with this. Uh... Oh well. Nothing I can nothing I can do about it at this point. What topic were we even on? I don't even know. I was like eating jerky. Yeah. And then oh right the uh, the collab. <laughs> okay. Okay. So um, <laughs> I actually got to meet for the first time uh, Mr. Grimm's uh, shroud. Uh, Corey, I'm gonna call him Corey O.W. because that's his Twitter handle. I can't just call him Corey. Like he's one of the only pro gamers I'm aware of whose handle is just his first name. People are like, where'd you get your handle? I was born with it, yo. Like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you punk. Um, anyway, really cool video. So this is a follow-up. Did you watch the video that we did with Gav from Slow Mo Guys? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So this time... I actually really liked it. it instead good. of talking about 240 hertz versus 60 hertz, we've got 60, 144, and 240. Because a lot of people sort of feel like from 60 to 120 or 144 was a big jump. And then after that, it's kind of gravy. Um, but they haven't quantified it. You want to know something that I yeah. have never publicly admitted? Mm. Um, and I hate to admit, but I'm just going to be honest with myself and everyone here. I have a really high fresh rate monitor now. You're running it at 60, aren't no, you? No, 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 no. For sure, no. Um, and I feel like I'm, I'm not great, but I feel like I'm pretty solid at shooter games in mm -hmm. general. I don't notice that big of a difference. Okay, so I'm really gl ah, I'm so glad you brought that up. So, whether you... Which makes me so sad inside, but like I don't think I do. Whether you feel like it or whether you notice it, have you sought to quantify the difference? A little bit, but not... You can't quantify enough. a little bit. But like you have I've, to quantify. I've, I've switched back and forth between the two and tried to measure how well I'm doing, but I don't have like the high speed cameras and yeah, like okay. I haven't gone okay. that far. So basically. we went we went that far. Yeah. High speed cameras, five different test scenarios. <clears throat> so we started. Oh, and also instead of just looking at monitor refresh rate this time, because that doesn't really tell the whole story, because you can have the game running at very high FPS on a lower refresh rate monitor. And you're actually getting a more up-to-date frame so when frame it does time. refresh, right? So <clears throat> what we did instead was we actually, this is hilarious. We had an NVIDIA-sponsored video 
where the only handicap to the systems was like crap tier GPUs <laughs> on the lower end ones. Okay. So we run at 60 hertz, 60 FPS by running a very old graphics card. Yeah. 144 hertz, 150, 180 FPS. And actually it wasn't quite 60 FPS, it was like 70, 75. Um, and then we've got our 240 hertz, like 250 to 300 FPS. Okay. We've got three different machines. So we're really looking at the gaming experience at different frame rates. So we have like, well-rounded systems. And I insisted that all the systems had 9900Ks. Right, because like, you're trying to like, ice, yeah. Because I didn't, want, I didn't want people to watch the video and think, oh, well, you know, um, of course NVIDIA would, you know, bottleneck the systems with Intel CPUs instead of their own GPUs. I was like, no, you need to just put, find the oldest graphics card you can in your office. Let's find one that will run these games that only like, 60, 75 FPS. Um, <clears throat> so you're getting this like really different experience if you were to build like a more balanced rig around 60, 144, or 244 hertz or 244 FPS targets. Okay. Or 244, excuse me, 240 FPS targets. Um, then we did five different tests. So first was pure reaction time. Okay. So it's like a, a synthetic test. The light turns green, you click as fast as you can. And... My brain's telling me Shroud was insane at that. Really? Because the what I've seen of him. How is many spoilers? Do, how many spoilers do you guys want? You guys want some spoilers? <sighs> uh, there is so much information in this video. I'm really excited like, for it. I, I was talking to David. Uh, you know David's an avid gamer, right? Yeah. Yeah. So I was talking to David about. It. He's like, I'm gonna watch this video multiple times. I already know because yeah, even though I was too. here, there is gonna be so, I, so there's gonna be so much information. You're gonna have to watch it multiple times, and every time, you're gonna get you're gonna pick up something that you missed last time. So no matter what, no matter what I spoil, there's gonna be, oh, I've got people saying no spoilers in the chat. I bet that's a pretty unpopular. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm super interested. I wanna know whatever, cause like I. Yeah, people want it. Okay, here we go. Shroud's reaction times on average, no faster than mine. Really? Really. Wow. Yep, raw reaction times. Okay, we're, hmm, I don't know how much I wanna ask. Were you guys at like the top? No. I don't know anything anymore. <laughs> Everything's over. Cause you gotta remember, I'm over the hill. I'm 33, yo. Yeah. I don't have young guy synapse firing anymore. Like, but you've always been pretty quick. Yeah, but he's only like 25. Like theoretically. Yeah. So, okay. Test number two. Okay. This is a, a reaction time test, but real world. So you know the classic dust to double doors sniper shot? Yes, yep. Okay, so you're terrorist, you get the op down the double doors, and the CTs try to get over to bomb site B, and you take one out. All of a sudden, 5v4. Great strat. All right. <clears throat> so the test is at 60 FPS, 144 FPS, and 240 FPS. What percentage of those shots can you hit? Okay. So you might think that's the same test. As soon as you see a guy, you hit him. But we got dramatically different results in terms of people's reaction times. Interesting. Interesting indeed. Yeah, because like I think, so when I hook up a higher refresh rate monitor, I can even tell on like the desktop that things oh. feel a little better. Hold on, this is great. People are like, I'm 33 too. 33 is young. People get so offended. I had a conversation okay. with someone about this the other day. People get so offended when you use old too early. So let me, let me, let me, let me drop a little knowledge bomb on you guys. By the time you're over 30, you are already slow, enough slower than young guys that it was, is very difficult to be competitive as a pro gamer. Like, I'm sorry, aging is a thing. And I am, I would be old for a pro gamer. There's I'm like in the why... twilight years of my career and I better be making up for it by giving great, call, great, great calls to my teammates and being more like a team coordinator. I was just gonna say, there, there's a reason why, um, and not everyone, and there's gonna be exceptions to this and whatever, but there's a reason why a significant amount of like older FPS players get more tactical. Absolutely. And less twitchy. 
Absolutely. There's, there's an absolute reason why. And you can still be super effective. I'm sure you can play. I, I know there's, a, there's old videos of a like definite grandfather playing a Battlefield game and just wrecking people. But it's because if you watch, he wasn't like in close quarters combat like ninja jumping people. Yeah. He was just, he had extreme knowledge of the game, played all day, had really good tactics, used like different troops to make sure, I don't know. It was it was really cool to watch and he did really well. Um, but it's just a different type of gameplay. I don't know. Yeah, 20, 25 to 28, peak of the biological peak of the human body. So it depends. There's cognitive peak, there's physical peak. They're not all in the same spot. But anyway, um, test number three. Okay. Um, Flick aiming test. Yeah. So, <laughs> oh man, this one's really hard. So basically you've got, uh, we're using McCree because we had decided on all of our tests before some recent events went down. Okay. So we're using McCree. Okay. Um, you've got 0.45 of a second to flick over and hit a target. You get 60 seconds and 30 targets. How many of those do you think you could hit in a box about this big? You have 0.45 of a second to move and accurately hit it. I don't like, I don't feel like I would be that great. Cause I feel like, I, I think that one of the reasons why I'm, I think I'm definitely above average in shooter games, but not great. And I think the reason why I've been able to hold that for a long time is cause I accepted a long time ago that I'm already in the old guy category and I need to be more tactical. Got it. I play shooter games with uh, Joe, and he is not in the old guy category, and is super flicky and twitchy and wrecks people, and I just sit back and make sure he knows where they all are, <laughs> and, and I do a little bit of damage to them before they show up, so it's even easier, and I just like, I know my role, I support, <laughs> and I make sure everything's gonna be okay. <laughs> know, your know your role and shut your mouth. Yeah, yeah. I don't know, whatever, Except unless your role is to open your mouth and make calls. Then, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, yeah you know, yeah. I don't, but like, so I, I don't think I would do that great. I think I would do okay, but not that great. So that test was where people's skill in gaming really started to come in because okay. the other ones were more reaction time. Yeah. Test number four um, is where you got to kind of bring it all together. So uh, it's a custom map that was uh, actually tuned, not created for, but tuned for this, uh, for this event. Really cool, we got a lot of really great support. There's gonna be shout outs in the video. Um, but it's Bombsite B Defense in Counter-Strike Go, and it's kind of a shoot, it's a pop-up shooting gallery. So um, terrorists dust just- Dust 2? Yeah, Dust 2. So uh, terrorists just start popping in and strafing around and, and moving around, and you gotta kill uh, 15 of them as fast as you can. So I will say that our Overwatch Pro, so we had a pro gamer there, uh, 20 years old, our Overwatch Pro absolutely destroyed the flick aiming test. Unbelievable. Um, hopefully this isn't too much of a spoiler, but on one run, he hit 28 out of 30 targets. 0.45 seconds. Oh, man. And his reaction time, even when he hit a similar number of targets to someone else on a run, his reaction time was so much faster. Just uh, unbelievable. Anyway. Um, I hate him. Uh, <laughs> but when it came to bombsite B defense, Shroud was untouchable. Because even though his reactions were old man Linus slow, he just had that game sense and that flow. And his aim and his ability to track is insane. Like, just, you, you watch him in... <clears throat> People call him the human aimbot all the time because you watch yeah. him in different scenarios and someone will be jumping around and moving and all this kind of stuff and it's always exactly flowing with them. I've seen people accuse Insane. him of cheating and I think there's going to be a lot less of that after people watch this video. Yeah, yeah. Be I watched a video, a whole like produced relatively good video of some guy accusing him of cheating just because like he plays so many different games, he plays them so early, you know he's not. But... I wanted to see like where is this mindset coming from, and it's yep. pretty insane. There's many clips of him that are like, "What? It shouldn't be possible." Yeah, like, so I'm like, okay, but yeah, he's just he's insane. So I, I thought he'd do good at some point. It's good to hear. And then there was a fifth bonus test that only some people did. That was a, a head-to-head -head, uh, opping each other down a hallway okay. test. 
Um, I, I tried. <laughs> How, did you get one? I, I don't remember if I got any kills. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I might I might have gotten I might have gotten one on Mike. Um, okay. One or two maybe. Okay. But I might have had a hardware advantage when I got him. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> that's interesting too, though. Yeah. That's actually very interesting. Well, that's part of the test, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Yeah. So. Um, Great, great collab. I'm really looking forward to releasing that video for you guys. It will I really take some think time. if you guys can, setting that up at LTX would be super cool. That one legitimately, not the server one. You know what's really one. cool is that all the tests are going to be publicly available by the time the video goes up. Oh. And we're going to have them linked under the video. So you can go on your own oh. rig, you can do all the tests, and you can compare to our results. Neat, That's huh? very cool. Yeah. Now I can see if it actually matters that I bought a nice monitor. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Ugh. I don't know, because yeah, I, I can tell, I can feel that it's higher refresh rate, but I don't necessarily know if it's actually impacting my kills. Right. Especially because of how I play. Exactly. When I'm sitting back and making more calls and doing all that kind of stuff. All right, uh, last topic. Google unveils the Pixel 4, Pixelbook Go, new Pixel Buds, Nest Mini, read Home Mini 2, and <laughs> Nest Wi-Fi routers and points. Uh, Pixel 4's big feature is the Project Soli-based motion sense, so the radar that's built into the front of the phone. 90 hertz display, Snapdragon 855, 6 gigs of RAM, extra zoom lens on the back, 799 and 899 for the 4XL. Um, Riley was hoping they had finger-twiddling gestures for Soli, but they probably won't because life is pain. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for that note, uh, presumably James. Uh, Pixelbook Go, 13-inch, 1080p display, magnesium shell, 13 millimeters thick, under two pounds, starts at 649 with a Core M3, eight gigs of RAM, and 64 gigs of storage. The only question is, why does Google keep making these? Pixel Buds, they use beamforming mics and accelerometers to detect audio through the jawbone. Calls should be super clear. On-device touch controls and voice input will be 179 when they launch in 2020. Why is Google announcing this now? The Nest Mini <laughs> is a home mini too. It's got a wall mount, a third microphone, and deeper bass, but is otherwise basically the same thing. And finally, Nest Wi-Fi is made up of a router, no real interesting features, and a point, which serves as a mesh unit, but also is essentially a Nest Mini, with Hey Google support and a speaker built in. 269 for a, shut up Google, a router and a point together. So there you go, uh, stay tuned for my Pixel 4, no, no, I'm not talking to you right so now. So I've been on a kick yeah. for a while of having the last generation of Pixel phones. Yeah. Um, and I honestly, with, with how they've launched every Pixel phone, I think it's probably not a bad idea because you'll probably have a way better experience if you just buy the older one. Um, but uh, I might just hold out on this one yeah. until the 4 is like... Mature, and then you just never have to experience that weird yes. notch of history. Yep. Oh, that's pretty good. That's pretty good. But yeah, I, I feel like I would just hold it. It's also still fine. Battery life is still okay, and I could always just get it popped open and get a new battery in it. Really, performance-wise, I mean, it does emails great. So I think I'm okay. I don't do the only real upgrade yeah. right now, in my opinion, is a full. Yeah, yeah, that would be yeah, but then that's too expensive. So like I'm not gonna do that either So but I agree. I think that would be the second you open an email was mind-blowing Yeah, that would and be I got fantastic. the tablet view in Gmail. Yeah, so you can like see your emails and also read preview them on That's right. super oh. cool, but I'm not gonna spend that much on a phone. So I don't know uh, All right. One more thing. One yes. more thing. I think we should go over this uh, Riot Games yes for Blizzard's crown. This is actually nuts um, they announced so many things. People have been talking for years about why are they even called Riot Games, because they only have one game. Yeah, um, it just be called League of Legends games. That looks like that's going to change, because there's tons of stuff now. So this is like Overwatch meets Rainbow Six Siege, apparently? Uh, a lot of people have been making those comparisons. They are apparently trying to have it more compared against Counter-Strike Go. Interesting. So I have a feeling it's going to be a little bit more decisive type of kills. Um, that looks a lot like Overwatch, not Counter-Strike Go. That guy just got resurrected. That doesn't work in Counter-Strike. I don't necessarily know why they want that comparison. Yeah. Um, but they, wow. Yeah, okay. That doesn't. That looks pretty overwatch -y. That looks extremely Overwatchy, Riot. <laughs> I hadn't even seen that yet. I was trying to defend you. Where is that even coming from? Okay. Uh, they're also announcing a mobile game uh, called Wild Rift. One moment, please. Working on it. Yeah. Blah, blah, blah. Yes, yes, yes. 41 seconds. 
Wild Rift. 41? There we go. Oh, wow, I nailed it. Um, Wait, really? I love how all mobile games, they, they show real life, they don't show the mobile game because mobile games suck. Um, you kidding me? So is it just League of Legends Mobile? Mm. It looks, it really looks like it's League of Legends Mobile. Okay. Okay, sounds good. Um, fighting game, Project L. This is just like a polygon link, so I don't think we have a video like we did for the last two. Um, but it looks like it's using- Looks like a fighting game. League of Legends characters in a fighting game. Uh, Neat. That's super hard to do in 2019. Thanks, guys. Uh, a top-down MMO called Project F. You might be noticing a theme to the names for these. Uh, Is this the one that'll never make it? And then we get to pay F, respects? Project F in chat. Um, and then a card game called Legends of Runeterra. It seems like they're just taking like their, their IP of characters. Yeah. And just like, how many games can we put How in? much lore can we create? Yeah. Uh, also an animated series, which is cool, and LOL Esports Manager, which I want to see if I was right about this, because I have never clicked on this before. Build your legends, I think it is. Yep. Yep, so this is like FIFA Soccer Manager, but for FIFA Football Manager, whatever. Yep. Um, but all the players pose like this. <laughs> actually, Actually, the ones in that picture. Oddly right enough, they all have their arms straight down. Yeah, that's really but weird. But the, the, the Esports thing, yeah. Is to a hundred percent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. Um, so that's that's actually kind of interesting. I have a feeling that'll do really well. Um, so yeah. Thanks for watching, guys. They're See entirely you later. owned by Tencent, so they're trying to just you know own the whole world. Bye. Bye. Apparently, missing a battle royale is. Uh... <laughs>